Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Everybody, well, welcome to the, the episode 32 of When Words Fail Music Speaks. Uh, I'm your host, the professional handicapped, and I know my voice sounds like Scooter from the Muppets. And yes, we will change the intro in a minute or, or like in a few <laughs> weeks when I show you we're still working on that. So, uh, the person you just heard laughing at me is the uh, coolest guy in the room, my favorite co host of all time, the host with the most. Hey, you know that's a new new intro right there. The host, the host with the most. The host with the most. Beetlejuice reference. Uh, the <laughs> podcast internet sensation and quite possibly the sexiest voice over the internet. My friend and yours, Brosley. What's going on, man? Uh, hey, dude. I love Beetlejuice. I can do. I can. Yes, I can, that's, uh, deal with that. Yeah, because because uh, um, I think when he first came out, he was I'm the host with the most. I'm like that's that's yeah. catchy, man. Yeah. yeah, and and it's funny because our topic today is a musical, and they have a Beetlejuice musical that I have actually been to New York and have seen. It's called uh, Beetlejuice, on Broadway. Right? Do what? It, it and it's called Beetlejuice, right? Just called Beetlejuice the musical. Right on. And uh, it's incredible. This, yeah. The now, if you're looking for a musical that's supposed to now, I mean, the actual movie doesn't have any like memorable songs that were written. For the movie, like I mean, I mean, everybody knows about jumping the line, but that's that's not a Beetlejuice song. That's just a song that was made popular because of that mu- that movie. But they they have songs that is written for the story, and it's very different from the movie. But my God, it's incredible! It is yeah. it is such a good show. I, I I hate that it's it's going off of Broadway because it means no. I'll never have a chance to go back to New York and see it again. Yeah, right, yeah, Maybe yeah. if they do a tour, and right. I, I don't know what's in the works for that, but uh. Yeah, it, it it was a lot of fun. Yeah, good, good. Well, guess what I did this week, man? What's that? I kind of cleaned up my my uh, stu- stu- what you would call studio. Um, for for okay, so for a long time I had my microphone on a on a on a stand on my 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 tabletop, right? But that got yeah. in the way and that cluttered all my all my uh you know the room. I had I had a wide wide range of room here. But it be, but it's beginning to cl- to clutter, so I bought me a a uh, Gator Frameworks boom arm, and it's cool. solved my life like forever. And it holds yeah. my podcast mic, so I'm proud of that. Very nice. But it was on the hefty side of the price. But I mean, you pay for what you get, you know. And it covers up yeah. the uh, covers up the XLR cord, so all you see is like two little things coming out of it and it's great yeah and i want everybody to know that you got some equipment also i did and i gave it a whirl last night i you know i bought a little condenser mic uh so i could start doing some um interviews from home 
Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm currently sitting in my car on my lunch break at work just with a little skull candy <laughs> right, right. Uh, microphone headset thing that I've been using. That's um, okay because skull candy is great. Yeah, Skull Candy makes great products, but I, you know, I would love for the quality to be better, and I would love for the quality of the interviews that I actually sent in on to be better. So I, I bought a, you know, mic from Amazon and hooked it up last night. Had a little bit of issues. There's a, there's a, a really high pitched buzzing sound that's coming from it. Uh, apparently, it's a pretty common thing. I wish I'd have known that before I yeah. bought it. Uh, the Amazon reviews were all good, but then it turns out that's a pretty common issue with this mic uh, oh no the main f the the main fix for it is i need to get uh like an audio interface yeah oh um, yeah yeah but good news is and i haven't been able to try it out yet but uh i found a video where a guy said that he bought the same microphone had the same issue and realized without having to get an audio interface he was actually able to kind of redirect the audio through a nintendo switch dock and it came out nice and clear, and I was like, that's incredible because I have an Nintendo yeah, Switch, Switch dock that nice. I can use. Yes. Um, the problem is that I don't have two, like, male-end USB cords. Oh, well, those were like to, 10 bucks. So I've got like, one on yeah. the way. Yeah, but, uh, those were like, what, like 10 bucks, 5 bucks or something? Yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah it's not much. So I, yeah. I might give that a shot. If that doesn't work, I may hit up Brian to see if I could borrow one of his i think he has two of them um oh then he so, has stuff to spare right <laughs> yeah he's got he's uh -huh. he's got some equipment from um doing not religious and doing his school stuff um so i may hit him up and just see if he can let me borrow that from time uh -huh. to time if this thing with the nintendo switch dock doesn't work so right. well i mean if yeah. it works for that guy then it's bound to work for you you know i hope i yeah, hope so. so fingers crossed that's right that's right so as mr brosley uh said in the uh past what like five minutes uh, yeah. uh you said that we are doing a, another musical it's called yeah. the greatest showman Yes. so i have never seen this movie but i'm always interested in learning more stuff as as you know um, so uh, from that in time, I'm, I'll be like, what, wait a minute, what, you know, what's that mean? So, so you've seen this movie and you thought about it. Yeah. Um, when I asked you last week, um, uh, you know, what do you want to do this week? And you said, Hey, you know, let's do the great show, man. Cause the music really spoke to me. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, it's we're going to, yeah, we're going to dive deep in it. And it looks yeah. like it has some like, like amazing cast. Yeah. It's got a star studded full packed cast. Uh, of people that you would never think that would be well so, i mean i guess some people would be in yeah, a musical but yeah. huge, starring hugh jackman i mean Wolverine, i didn't know that he could sing and dancing yeah uh, yeah <clears throat> so he's uh. he's an incredible singer um but you know the the reason I, i've seen this movie before and I, I saw it shortly after it came out but what sparked an, an idea to do an episode on this is i was scrolling through facebook and saw a video of it was a tiktok video of like the first time you watch greatest showman and it's this you know the video is this guy sitting on the couch and he's just kind of listening to the songs kind of bobbing his head like all right yeah it's not bad and then second time watching greatest showman and he's kind of like dancing and singing a little bit more <laughs> and then the third time watching the greatest showman, he's, all he's out, like right yeah. uh, like going all out like yeah. dancing doing the the whole thing yeah and, man, that's uh, what... i was like that was actually pretty much my same reaction <laughs> the first what... time i watched the movie wasn't big into musicals it was shortly after me and Allie started dating yeah oh, so okay yeah i had never been to a musical right uh, until i, I was like come on you know yeah very yeah. fresh she was yeah. like oh let's let's check it out i love musicals so i watched right. it and i was like you know it wasn't bad that was actually pretty good yeah. um 
And then the second time I watched it, I was just like, this is actually like, an oh incredible my God. movie. Right. And now I love the music. Like the music in it, it is very, very good. So yeah. uh and there's there's some really cool stories behind some of these songs and um <laughs> I, I'm excited to do this. Okay, good. I'm excited for you. <laughs> so yeah. okay, so let's dive deep into it. Okay. Okay. The so greatest showman is a twenty seventeen American musical drama film directed by Michael Gracie and his directorial debut written by Jenny Bick and Bill Condon and starring Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Michelle Williams, Rebecca Ferguson, and Zendaya. I've heard that name from somewhere. Is that a singer? She's she's a she's a Disney Channel star. Oh, okay, so she is yeah. a singer. Okay, you're nice. Yeah, so her nice. and Zac Efron are right. both like Disney Channel uh, alumni that right. uh, are are up in this movie. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Michelle Williams is from um, uh, Destiny's New Child, right? No, I. You know, I'm really not no, sure where Michelle same. Williams is from. Um, if you give me a sec, if you want to yeah. keep going, I oh, can yeah. actually tell okay. you where else I've seen her in. Okay. Uh, featuring nine original songs from Benji Paxic and Justin Paul. The film was inspired by the story of P.T. Barnum's creation of Barnum American Museum and the lives of its star attractions. The film premiered on December 8, 2017 on onboard aboard RMS Queen Mary 2. It released in the United States on this on December 20th, 2017 by by 20th Century Fox, seven months after Ringley Barnum and Bailey Circus ceased operations and grossed 43 $435 million worldwide making it the fifth highest grossing live action musical of all time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the film was uh, criticized for its artistic license with some reviewers calling it faux, inspiring, and, and shallow, but was praised for the performances, music, and production values and received nominations for Best Motion Picture, Music, mu Musical, or Comedy, and best actor, musical or comedy for Jack, for Jackman's at the seventy fifth Golden Globe Awards. Uh, the film won the Golden Globe Award for best original song for the song "This Is Me." Uh, was nominated for the original song at the ninetieth Academy Awards and won the best compilation soundtrack for visual media, and at the sixty first annual Grammy Awards. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. So, um, quick note, Michelle Williams, if you remember Venom, you remember the movie Venom? Did you see that? I did. So Venom or, uh, Michelle Williams played Tom Hardy's girlfriend. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. In that. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so this movie comes out and I didn't even know all this, but like, apparently it was criticized heavily for the sheer fact what? that. P.T. Barnum really wasn't that great of a person. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't really dug into what all went down with him, but, you know, given now, the time period that this took place. Now, is um, is he the Barnum from the from the Barnum and Bailey Circus? Barnum and Bailey Circus, yeah. Okay, so, so apparently yeah. P.T. Barnum was not that great of a person, but like I said, well, I've given heard the time some... period that this takes place in, it doesn't shock me yeah. that he wasn't that great of a person. Um, you're also dealing with people who are... It, it, he made it. He made it a point to 
seek out people who are disfigured or whatever oh, okay. for amusement. So right. yeah, I, that yeah. that I can I can also totally I heard that they're also I heard that they were abusing their their animals or something a lot. Yeah, there's so. there's animal abuse. There's all kind of. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I haven't dug into it yeah, very deep. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about today. No, no, no. We're talking about no. the fact. <laughs> so before y'all jump all down our throats about it, we're right. talking about the movie. Let's right. focus the, yeah. on the movie. The movie we're not going to focus yeah. on P.T. Barnum. Right. But it's so, about him, so I mean, yeah. Yeah, if, if you want to look into it for yourself, decide whether or not you feel any type of conviction, I guess, for watching The Greatest Showman, by all means, I'm not going to tell you you're in the wrong for that. I love the movie. I love the music in the movie. Um, I love the story. I can put that aside as being, okay, I'm not looking at P.T. Barnum wasn't getting up on tables in bars and, and dancing mm-hmm. uh, and, and singing and all that stuff. Like this is, this is clearly for entertainment and I think it's a great musical. Right. But, so um, so but yeah. uh, can you tell us about the plot? Yeah. So uh, just a quick little rundown of the plot strap in because i'm just going to breeze through this movie uh mainly because you haven't seen it right um, i'm sure there's other people that haven't seen it the plot's not going to spoil anything for okay. you all right uh still go watch it because it's oh just, yeah it's incredible yeah yeah I so, love musicals. as a child pt barnum and his taylor father uh philo worked for the harlot uh excuse me not harlot family <laughs> hallett family uh barnum loves their daughter charity when she attends finishing school they write they write to each other, eventually marrying and raising two daughters, Caroline and Helen, in New York City. They live a humble life, though Charity is happy. Uh, Barnum craves more. Barnum loses his shipping clerk job when the company goes bankrupt. He later then secures a bank loan, uh, deceptively using his former employer's lost chips as collateral. He opens Barnum's American Museum in downtown Manhattan, which features various wax figures. Ticket sales are slow, so his children uh, suggest showcasing something alive. Barnum mm-hmm. adds freak performers, uh, such as the bearded lady, uh, Letty Lutz. Um, this garners uh, higher attendance, but also protests and poor reviews from well-known critic James Gordon Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barnum renames his venture Barnum's Circus and recruits playwright Philip Carlyle, that's uh, Zac Efron's character, um, to help generate publicity. Philip is mesmerized by the, the African-American tra- trapeze artist and Wheeler, but he hides his feelings. So again, given the time period, this was something that wasn't very well known. Interracial couples. It just wasn't, and it, and it was frowned upon. So just to still give you an idea of what the time period is that we're dealing with. Um, so he hides his feelings, but while touring abroad, uh, Philip arranges for Barnum and his troupe to meet Queen Victoria. Barnum persuades famed Swedish singer Jenny Lind uh, to tour America with him as her manager. Lind's American debut is a success. During her song, um, Philip's parents see him in hand uh, holding hands. Uh, as Barnum uh, gains favor with uh, aristocratic patrons, he distances himself uh, from his troop, advising them to work without him. Dejected, they decide to stand against local harassers. When Philip and Anne attend the theater together, they run into Philip's parents. They chastise him for, quote, parading around with the help. Uh, Philip tries to convince Anne that they can be together, but she disagrees, saying that they will never be accepted socially. As Barnum takes Lind on a U.S. tour, uh, Charity, who stays home with their daughters, feels isolated from her husband. While on tour, Lind becomes romantically attracted to Barnum. Uh-oh. When he rebuffs her, uh, she threatens to quit and later retaliates with a surprise kiss at the end of her last show, which is photographed by the press. Bigger uh-oh. Um, Barnum returns home to find his circus on fire, caused by a fight between protesters and the troop. 
Uh, Philip runs into the burning building, believing Anne is inside. Um, he suffers serious injuries before Barnum uh, rescues him. Barnum learns that the culprits have been caught and that Lynn has canceled her tour after her and Barnum's scandal. Barnum's mansion is foreclosed upon, and Charity takes their daughters to her parents' home. Devastated, Barnum retreats to a local bar. This is setting up for my favorite song in this whole freaking movie. Uh, his troop hmm. finds him there, and sa they say that despite their disappointments, they still consider themselves a family. Inspired, he resolves to build, uh, to build a new show and not let ambition rule him. Uh, Philip awakens in the hospital with Anne by his side, while Barnum and Charity reunite. The recovering Philip offers his share of the profits to help Barnum rebuild the circus in exchange for becoming a full partner, uh, which Barnum readily accepts. To economize, Barnum transforms the, inter the Enterprise into an open-air tent circus. The revamped circus is a huge success, and Barnum has Philip oversee daily operations so he can spend more time with his family. In the last scene, Barnum leaves the circus early and arrives on an elephant to watch his daughter's ballet recital with his wife. Mm. So, yeah, there's a rundown of the whole movie in a matter of about five minutes. I, mean, I, got... um, I promise you I didn't give away and spoil too much. You can still watch the movie and have a great time. Uh, the, the music in it is incredible. The dancing is incredible. The fact that Wolverine can sing like that is incredible. <laughs> so, really, this takes you through uh, uh, Barnum's struggles and eventually releasing the circus, which is his main main uh, claim to fame, right? Yes. So it's just it's just a story about kind of how it got started, um, the the controversies and the struggles that he had, um, and then ultimately what the the uh, Barnum and Bailey's excuse me what the circus came to be. Uh, as a result of of all of this, right? Huh? Yeah. Sounds interesting. I'm 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 really intrigued now. I'm gonna watch it probably tomorrow. Yeah. Night. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but you said that you have um, uh, a song from this from the soundtrack that you were like, right? So uh, me. Yes. Let me read this um, little nugget, and you can tell us, you know, what about it. Yeah, so there's a song at, at what I was talking about in the the plot breakdown, the part where uh, he retreats to his local bar and uh, like the the people that were in the show kind of reunite with him and they're like, all right, look, despite everything that happened, we're still a family. You, whenever nobody else wanted anything to do with us, you gave us a home, you gave us a family, you didn't judge us um, based on our looks or whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, the man profited off of that but they yeah. at the same time they embraced their differences and uh but they all they kind of reunite and they sing this song called uh from now on and it's my favorite song on the whole soundtrack um there's a really sweet story about uh that i, I sent you the video and you can watch all the videos for all the songs uh, on youtube but there's a video i sent you james about um, I, I guess about a week or two ago of uh, they were talking about get, wanting to get the movie greenlit um, and they, they, they gather the cast and the crew together uh, the musicians that is working on the soundtrack and they kind of meet in this big room and they go over to songs and they kind of set up the story and so that way you can, you can get the idea of what is the song saying what is what's happening in the scene that this song is now relevant to? So, Hugh Jackman. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't know it. 
Uh, but Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman had a little bit of a skin cancer scare there for for a little bit, though. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he had some skin cancer on his nose. So he had to get it removed. He's fine, but he had to get it removed, and he had this, like, bandage, I guess, on his nose. Mm-hmm. And uh, his doctor told him, you can go to the thing, but you, I would highly advise you not to sing. Yeah, think about it. There's a lot of it's a you know, musical like, man. Yeah, yeah. Like you can go, but I wouldn't sing. So you know, he he goes to it and he tells everybody. He's like, "Look, I'm here because I want you to picture me as this character singing these songs." And I, I'm not going to sing. There was someone else that was filling in for him that was singing, but there was one song that he just could not resist, and it's the last, you know, the last song in the movie, or pretty close to it. And it's this song from now on. So they start singing it, and they couldn't even make it through the first verse without Hugh Jackman almost tearing up and kind of just taking over, and he just starts singing it. But the reaction from everybody in the room as they're singing the song and the emotions that everybody's feeling, like everybody's just clapping along, and they're all singing at the top of their lungs, and everybody's getting involved. And, you know, with every lyric that he shouts, like it's just like applause, and it's very powerful. Right. And uh, it's definitely my favorite song on the whole, uh, the whole soundtrack. But it's just, it's it's a really special thing to see that, you know, we talk about all the time. Music is such a powerful thing; it brings out so many emotions. And uh, for something like a cancer scare that they highly advised him, like, look, you can go to this thing, you can even do the movie. Let's just hold off on singing for now because uh you you, you're you're recovering from your surgery and he was like screw that i'm gonna sing anyway because this song means a lot to me yeah and uh it is a very sweet song uh just because of that setup i've lost everything but i still have this family that i have built um and from now on i'm not gonna let the 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 fame and the money and the lights blind me from what is truly important in my whole life my family my circus family and my family family so it's just a very sweet powerful song well that means a lot because i mean you really can't express the way you feel unless you sing it i guess yeah it's it's one thing to to tell somebody but to tell somebody it's like okay well i'm gonna tell you this you know you might you might not not tell them how how you wanted to with the song it's very yeah. expressive you know <clears throat> right so yeah yeah so the soundtrack album uh is produced by justin paul benji pasek pasek right. yeah pasek i think okay I think like... greg wells and kevin wheeler and pete gang barg uh, featuring the 11 tracks performed by the cast in the United Kingdom on May on March 23rd, 2018. It became only the second album in 30 years to achieve 11 consecutive weeks at number one. Wow. Yeah. Equaling the record, e- equaling the record set by Adele's 21. That's a great album too. And yeah, so it I'm, is. I'm, I'm amazed that, that, uh, that it equaled that, that, um, that, that album a soundtrack it's just right. you don't hear about that no it's very rare no because soundtracks are are, are are highly looked over so much yeah and, the, it's and like the they're that, fun to have but like this it, that just shows you every every single song on there was just a straight up bop man it was so good right 
so as of January 25th, 2019, the album has spent the six months, the six most time at number one at, at 28 non-consecutive weeks, matching the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Another it, incredible feat I mean, for a soundtrack. I, I mean, okay, for, for, for one thing, it matched Adele's 21, right? The possibly right. like one of the greatest albums of all time, but it's it's something to say when it when it when it matching the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's yeah. album. That's right. that's uh, that's arguably, and I think it's the like one of the greatest albums ever made. Ever made. Yeah, and it's and it's you know. been such a success for decades, for, and yeah. for a soundtrack for a movie that came out a few years ago. That's it's not a remake; it's brand new. And it uh and it just it held su- it 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 has such a, a admirable uh accomplishments right you know right. Adele's twenty one that's an incredible album that's a newer artist though yeah so yeah. you know that while that is still an incredible feat to match something like the Beatles and uh, Sergeant Pepper's uh, Lonely Hearts Club that's uh, an amazing album yeah and uh, to to be able to kind of hold that same record it's just it's on it's unreal right. for a, a soundtrack a movie soundtrack yeah it was just unheard of now you know yeah so uh as okay so i guess the fame of that album really inspired uh it to be reimagined yes so, it did reimagined is 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 not uh well i guess it's kind of redoing but not really right i don't know what yeah it's it's yeah. a re it's a remix okay album. okay yeah, 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 okay. Okay, so on November 16, 2018, a remix album, like you said, was also released. The Greatest Showman Reimagined, uh, which features covers of songs from the soundtrack by musicians, by musicians including James Arthur, Anne Marie, Sarah Bareilles, great artist, Kelly yeah. Clarkson, Kesha, Pink, Panic at the Disco, Years and Years, Jess Gillen, Ty Dollar, Sign, Missy Elliott, and Zach Brown Band, among others. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's that, that. So to get that many famous musicians right now singing, doing covers of songs from a soundtrack. Yeah. That's it's it's that's it's something crazy. to be told. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's so I love the reimagined album mainly because it's my favorite songs are covered by the perfect choice to cover the song. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, uh, some of my favorites off that reimagined album that I listen to quite frequently, panic at the disco does the opening song, uh, the greatest show, um, which fits perfectly with a panic at the disco vibe. Right. Um, but, uh, James Arthur and Ty Dolla Sign do the, uh, um, the song, uh, Oh man, what's it called? Um, the other side okay. uh, that um this and that's the song whenever Zach Efron and he Jackman are um they're in the bar and they uh, Hugh Jackman approaches him about uh being part of that uh part of that re- that uh that circus that he's putting that he, the show that he's putting on right he's wanting Carlisle to be his partner in that and they kind of go back and forth about well, here's the pros. Listen, you could you could do it. You could do it with me. You can get rid of that life that you claim you love, 
or and you can do something fun for once in your life. Zach Efron's like, no, you think I'm you think I'm miserable, but I'm, but I'm actually quite set with where I'm at. You know, I I would be embarrassed to be working alongside you. This is before he fell in love with Zendaya's character, right? So he's like, no, I'm good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belittle myself to your little show. Like it's cool what you're doing, but no thanks. I'm fine. Yeah. And uh, they kind of go back and forth. So James Arthur and Ty Dolla Sign, like assuming both roles and kind of going back and forth. It's just cool. Um, Rewrite the Stars. That's a really good, really sweet song. Uh, that is uh, that's what takes place after. Uh, you know, uh, Zac Efron and uh, Zendaya's characters uh, start to fall in love. They try to go to the theater. They're seen by his parents. They're like, what are you doing with this girl? Like, how dare you? Yeah. And uh, I don't like her. And, Get her out of my house. <laughs> you know, she gets yeah. upset. She runs off. He's upset. Uh, they kind of talk about like, you know, uh, we can we can totally we can totally be together. Screw what everybody else says. Yeah. Um, I love you and I want, I want us to be together forever. She's kind of come combating that. And she's like, no way. Like you may think that it's, it would be so easy, but you're not, uh, you don't know for sure. And you've never been in my situation. Right. And, uh, it, how, how do you know for sure that this will work? It can't work. There's no way. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it's, and it's really, it's really cool visually too, because she's a trapeze artist. So uh, she's flipping through the air. She's on the the ribbons and dancing, and they're kind of doing this together. And uh, so it's a cool song. Yeah. But that one, um, excuse me, I, that that one is the one with James Arthur and Anne Marie does that one. Uh, Max and Ty, and Ty Dolla Sign do uh, the other side. Uh, and then uh, finally, and we'll talk about some of the other ones that's on there. These are just my picks that wasn't in this article that I found, but. Uh, my favorite song from now on is covered by Zach Brown Band, and Ooh. you know Zach Brown Band. Oh my God! Does, just does an incredible job with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I the, the, the reimagined Brown. album is just—it's an—it's amazing. Nice, nice. Well, I'll definitely, I'll definitely put that on my on, on my um, Apple Apple Music. You know. Yes. Sponsored? Yes. No, do. we're not sponsored by them by any means. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, here is the blurb from the Atlantic.com website. Mm-hmm. It says, Reimagined's A-list roster was curled and curled and part of uh, part from social media where pop stars Pink and Kelly Clarkson have expressed the adoration uh, for, the, for the film. I'd like to reach out to both women about contributing and let them pick their songs. So that's yeah. that's good that everybody got to pick what they want, you know. Which yeah. Is, which is what they usually usually do when you uh, when you invite more um, high, well-known musicians, you know. Yeah. Uh, Clarkson, who posted a teary video of herself in bed watching Showman in March, chose to tackle Never Enough. And mm-hmm. unsurprisingly, blew the roof off with the signature belt. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I got, I got a really, really dig. Yeah, you know. Allie loves that. That's probably Allie's favorite song. Really? On, in the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Allie likes to sing along to it, and she gets so into it, and she just like because Allie has this really powerful singing voice, a lot like Kelly Clarkson, I would say. It's very like just the way the power in her voice when she sings. So, so that let me, song let me ask you a, a, let me ask you a serious question. Yeah. Why hasn't she been on our show yet? Uh, that's a good question. You need to probably because we, need... we record on my lunch break. <laughs> oh <laughs> well not anymore man you gotta I know we'll, we'll, have, to, yeah. we'll have to figure that out. Yeah I'm, I'm dying to talk to her dude. 
Yeah. I I've, I don't think I've ever met her like personally before. I I seen her at Not David personally. Buster's. No. I seen her and David Buster's, but we never actually said hello. You know. Right. So I'll have to have her on the show. Yeah. So I'm dying to talk to her, dude. Yeah. So, uh, there have only been a handful of artists who can pull off vocally, and she's among the best. Clarkson says she yeah. and she's among the best vocalists in pop uh, pop music right now. Benny yeah. Pasek said. That was really, really thrilling to get her to hear the voice on that song. Yeah. Uh, Pink, meanwhile, opted for her hopeful showstopper, A Million Dreams. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that, okay. it is. That's, that's a really good one, too. That's kind of like the transition of like, so we talked about, you know, uh, P.T. Barnum as a kid. He, he, you know, his dad was a tailor. They were, uh, you know, going... Um, they were they were tailors for a specific family. They had a daughter that was around his age. They fall in love at a very young age, um, okay. and eventually, you know, grow up and get married. Um, much to the distress of her family, because she comes from a very wealthy family. You know, P.T. Barnum was was very poor, um, but yet they were in love and they were going to run off together. So they run off to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this is the you know a song that they sang together as kids that kind of continued over into adulthood now their kids are singing the song and it's just about like never stopping uh believing in that dream that you had so he's had this vision his whole life uh of like i want to do something spectacular you know i've got all these ideas in my head and um you know i'm not going to let anything stop me Uh, i'm not going to let anything stop us from the dreams that we have together uh, as a couple and um it's just it's really it's really sweet cool so so they have a million dreams (laughs) yeah so pink uh did the song a million dreams with one special request that her seven-year-old daughter willow sage hart could sing the reprise 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 i don't know um, it was Willow's first time recording in the studio, and it was overwhelming to watch watching um, Pink show her how to adjust the levels and sing into the microphone properly. Mm-hmm. J- Justin Paul says it was like, welcome to the world of mama. <laughs> <And laughs> this is what I do every day, right? Yep. So obviously Pink knows what to do, and she's, you know, and so that was a, a pivotal moment yeah. for them to watch. She coached her through the entire thing and it meant the world to her, which is, you know, obviously uh, true because uh, when you see your daughter or or son doing something that they love, you know, you kind of, you know, get tear-eyed and whatever. So it's good that uh, she brought her daughter in to to help her with that song. Yeah, and it's it's so funny that she was like, I want to do it, but I just have one special request. (laughs) And yeah. they were like, "Yeah, sure, absolutely," and it fits. It fits very well because, in like I said, like that song started out with P.T. Barnum and, and Charity as kids. They grew into uh, adults. They got married. They had children. And in the movie, you know, one of their daughters starts singing that same song. So it, it's really cool because as Pink's daughter sings the song, it kind of reflects what happens with their own daughter in the movie. Right. Right. So yeah. it, it sounds like, okay, so reading the next line, it sounds like I need to watch this the thing today or tomorrow because there is a possible sequel. <laughs> there right? is a possible sequel. Okay, so there is a possible sequel in, uh, for um, The Greatest Showman, which is great because usually, yeah. you know, they, they make one 
musical and just stop there, you know? Yeah. But I guess this this uh, musical has gotten such notoriety that it's like, we can't, you know, stop at one. We need to make more, right? Oh, yeah. Bring in the books. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> on in, in September 2019, it was reported that the sequel for the film was already in development. Oh, no. Okay, good. Um, Jackman confirmed to reprise his role. Uh, however, the sequel now has become under uncertainty as after Disney chose to end the deal, the, a distribution deal with for Charon Entertainment Films by 20th Century Fox in early 2020. So yeah. I got excited, got really excited, and then oh, shot that down. And, and it's all like unknown. It's just kind of like, well, we started, but now we don't know. As you. As many of you know who are comic book nerds, uh, me? Disney bought 20th right, yeah, me, me included. Yeah. Disney bought 20th Century Fox. That's, that's why you can find you can now watch Greatest Showman on Disney Plus. Um, but uh, so they bought 20th Century Fox in the buying of a company like that. They have distributors that they were working with. Unfortunately, that's not a distributor that Disney cared to work for, so they ended the agreement that 20th Century Fox had with this distribution company. Um, and it just kind of remains uncertain right now. There's that doesn't mean it'll never happen, right? You know, and and with the state of the world right now, there's a lot of uncertainty about movies and things getting pushed back or whatever. So it, it's like it started before all that. COVID didn't help anything, I'm sure. That's no, that's yeah. probably pushed it out even further. It's probably the last thing on their mind right now, right? Yeah. But you know, who knows? I think I think what they should do, uh, and if if we're not focusing on a sequel right now, yeah. let's focus in turning this into an actual Broadway mu- musical. Um, and I know we can't do shows, and they can't have people get together right now anyway. But kind of like like look at the success of Hamilton, which is another incredible musical that's on Disney Plus. Like all they did was they filmed the musical and then just put it on Disney Plus. Why not do that for, uh, for the Greatest Showman? Yeah. You know, like just get the people together and just film the musical as a musical, like not as a a movie, and uh, just put it on Disney Plus. I think that would be cool. Or okay, so yeah, yeah, that's that's a great idea. Or they can do this first and, and then release it on Disney Plus. So. Um, I'm I'm sure you've heard of the band Avatar, right? Yes. I told um, you that I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do a meet and greet with them at four o'clock today, which I'm super stoked. I might get them on the yeah. show. Um, but they did a a virtual co- uh, concert, right? Yeah. For four weeks, they did it every Saturday for like two or three hours. So maybe yeah. what these guys are gonna do would, would be like a like a virtual um, uh, play, you know? Yeah. And do that first. Put that on DVD or 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 at, at, like right out of the show. Wait a few weeks or so, and then release that what we saw on on the virtual play on Disney Plus. You know. Yeah, that's a good idea. That, that, you should that, reach out to them about that. <laughs> right, like I'm gonna reach out to Disney. <laughs> right, only with your help, man. You know. <laughs> hey, we're big enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're getting bigger. Yeah, well, we're getting bigger. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you have really talked me into this now. So I'm gonna watch it tonight or tomorrow, like I said. I'm gonna get one from yeah. work. 
Um, it's it's so. such a cool thing. If you're not into musicals, I can understand why you wouldn't want to check it out. If you're a music lover, though, I would highly encourage you to look at it because it's, uh, like I said, I, this is before I ever went to the first the first musical I ever went to, and I, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I love a musical now, right. but the first one I ever went to was Chicago, which was shortly I think it was shortly after me and Allie got married. And I was like, this is incredible because I had no idea how much went into doing a musical. That's actually an incredible thing. Uh, really cool to watch. Then I saw, you know, uh, uh, Wicked and um, Beetlejuice. And so now, like, I love them. Like, I love Hamilton. I, and right. I love the, the Greatest Showman. And seeing it as a, um, you know, as a film and then just... I can I can picture it in my head like being on Broadway and it would just be the most incredible thing. Right now, yeah. again, if you are just totally against it because you are shook and you don't <laughs> you don't want to watch it because you hate P.T. Barnum and whatever happened a long time ago, yeah. by all means, like don't watch it then. I mean, if but, if, if you're that way, but, but if you are a music lover, I think it's I think it's an incredible film to watch. And there's always a soundtrack. So if you don't like musicals, musical yes. uh, uh, movies. Soundtrack, it's music, right? So soundtrack you can't go is wrong. so good. Can't go wrong with the soundtrack. So and, and now you can you can um, I'll listen to the original versions, you know, yeah. the, the saxophone and stuff like that. And you can turn right around and listen to the reimagined and compare the two. Which one do you like yeah. more? Which one do you like a little bit less? But you know, yeah, you know. But that's the great thing about music is in this possibility. So every you know of every. Um, everything you know yeah so. and and with the with the reimagined stuff just the the comparison of like how the song in the movie fits so well with the artist that did it for the reimagined album right um like like that that song from now on is just perfect for zach brown yeah. um uh the greatest show is just perfect for panic at the disco because they're a very theatrical band and uh you know brendan Urie's uh vocal performance with all the panic at the disco songs fits so well with this song and uh I, I don't know just the the whole thing is just great yeah. watching the movie gives me chills the songs are just incredible mm. the choreography the story is very good um a lot of yeah a lot of thought goes goes behind musicals and i don't think that everybody knows that oh man it's just um, it's unreal and then once you get into where you love the songs go watch the youtube videos of the the uh, the meetings that they had to have to get the movie greenlit like just seeing the emotion, like even like I love the from now on one, but there there's one song that this is me, the song this is me. Yeah. Um, there that's a that's a song that the bearded lady sings, and it's it's it takes place after, you know, Barnum's starting to get some uh, recognition. He's starting to be accepted by his peers, um, but now with that, he's starting to kind of get blinded by the fame, and he's kind of pushing his little family that he's built to the side. Uh, but they're not ashamed of who they are. And so they, you know, that's what that song is all about. And uh, to see the, the, I forgot her name, but the, the lady that sings that she's the bearded lady in the movie, but that's her song. And to see her singing it and getting so emotional shows you that like they believed every word that came out of their mouth. They didn't just get up and sing some lines just because they were paid to do it. They right. believed yeah. in that. Yeah. They felt the emotions that their characters had. And it really, is portrayed well 
uh, in the movie. And that's what makes it makes it so so much powerful is because when when the actor believes in what they're doing, then it turns out yeah. to be like, like one of the greatest movies of all time. You know? Yeah. That seems and Hugh Jackman just sitting there and just getting emotional, and yeah. he's believing everything that's that's coming out. And it's just, uh, it's just so it's so cool. Yeah. I could watch those videos all day long. Well, you can. There's no sense of need except for work, right? <laughs> yeah, except for yeah, for that boring work. <laughs> but I can listen to the soundtrack, while yes, working, which is probably what I'm going to go do. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, this has been episode 32. Uh, we're getting closer to 50, y'all. Um, getting there. Getting there slowly but surely, right? So. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you all for watching. For watching. Uh, for That's for listening to this uh, podcast. Um, so. Uh, be sure to follow us on all our, our social medias, which is Instagram at When Wordsfield Music Speaks Pod. Uh, Facebook is WWFMS Podcast. Twitter is When MS. And you can always email us on uh, Gmail. It's When Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're uncomfortable with uh, listening to this on your phone, you can always listen to any of our episodes on our website, whenwordsfailmusicspeaks.com. And also, before I, I let you um, uh, uh, promote yourself, Blake, um, we have a YouTube channel, uh, yep. which is youtube.com slash whenwordsfailmusicspeaks. Uh, now that Blake got his amazing studio set up, uh, we are planning to do some amazing stuff on the channel. Uh, so yeah. be on the lookout for that. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and always, um, if if you can, give us a like a uh, a review for this podcast, uh, so that it'll help us later on with uh, with content coming out. Yes. Um, you can uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's uh, Blake underscore Mosley. Um, I've been sharing a lot of things about uh, my drum videos that I'm slowly starting to put together. Um, I've got some drum playthroughs of songs that uh, I play at church. Since that's the only place I can really play my drums <laughs> right now, I figured, uh, yeah, you know, better time as any to record some playthroughs. And that's mostly um, with so. two E's. What's that? Yes, mostly with two E's. E L E Y. That's right. Yeah, mostly with two E's. I bet you get like L L Y, and you're like, oh my god, it's E dude. L E Y. I've heard it all. Yeah, it's it's a little different. It's two E's in there. There you go. Um, but also, if you want to go check out Not Religious, I, you know, we're still trying to find time where we can do some new episodes. It's been a long time since we've done a new episode, but it's hard to get our schedules lined up. Um, to uh to get that done, but uh, plenty of plenty of stuff in our back catalog that you can check out uh we've done uh for those of you who are interested in like cults we've done a, we did a series on cults we did a series on mega churches um all kind of random all, stuff oh uh, uh you've done stuff on halloween right on halloween yeah, we did a really fun great, episode about the history great. of halloween yeah which is very um, very interesting about so. the time that brian played with a ouija board and how it freaked him out <laughs> yeah yeah i still gotta go back and watch that's a good one yeah Cool, cool. So, uh, so thank you all, everybody, for listening to our podcast. And always remember, listen to music whenever you can. All right, y'all. Bye. See you. You've been listening to the When Words Fail, Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more. And thank you for listening.